0: So, elections are just around the corner, and this time it's a bit different because we'll be seeing a lot of young voters for the first time. So to further understand how they can educate themselves before casting their ballots, I've got a special guest with me. He's the co-founder and advocacy director of Undi18, Tharma Pillai. Thank you so much, Tharma, for making the time. Thanks for having me. So, uh, let's get straight into it. Referring to a previous interview this coming GE15 will see an additional 7 million voters entering the system, of which 1.3 million are aged between 18 to 20. How can politicians connect with a new generation of voters better in this day and age?
1: For me, I think it's really about trying to identify what are issues that speak to this generation, right? What are core ideas that is affecting uh, this, this, this generation? Um, so which means that often the remedies and the approaches that you're using the older generation may not be especially relevant because you're looking at real issues such as inflation, uh, increase of cost of living, high prices of buying homes, right, uh, low wages, underemployment. These are real core issues and core issues that are affecting this generation. I think that's one element. Number two is, of course, a uh, vast majority of young uh, Malaysians are centred in urban areas, urban centres, which means that politics of service, uh, old-school traditional ways of trying to connect voters may not be as effective, especially for urban voters, may go and vote in their hometowns. So which means that their voting patterns will be very different and right. voting interests will be quite different. So essentially, it really goes back to what are the structural differences that you're promising to them and trying to make in their lives. Right? So I think that's the core message and the core promise that has to be there. But of course, uh, in terms of the approach also, I think the traditional approach may not be as effective, and that's where you have to go where the the attention is, right? You have to leverage social media really well. Um, You have to use platforms like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, in order for you to generate conversations, and of course, uh, to be able for them to know that you exist, right? Uh, I think this is one of the things a lot of politicians may not be doing very well, that they may not be leveraging the current platforms in order for their voters to be able to know you. And here's the thing, when it comes to our current day and age, if I don't know the work that you do, um, it's very difficult for me to buy into the idea that you are doing good work. So you've got to promote yourself, you've got to make sure that at least it's easy for me to access and judge you based on your, your track record, right? So I think that engagement on different platforms is so important as a tool.
0: You were the president of the U.S. East Coast Presidential Council and the vice president, director of strategy and administration for the Malaysian Students Global Alliance. And now, finally, you've co-founded UNDI 18. Uh, you've been there for r- roughly six years and you're currently the advocacy director, uh, organizing various programs like Seats for Democracy, UNDI Ketiga and um I think the prominent Parliament Digital. So over the years, what have you observed about the behavior of this new generation and how they view politicians and politics in general? Are they even interested?
1: I think that's, um, that's something that uh, thankfully we do have uh, some information and some data on, right? Um, so for the first thing is that um, we do have to do away with the assumption that young people are necessarily automatically progressive, right? Uh, you look at how we've been educated, how societal structure has been built and you will realise that, you know, we do live in silos a lot of times, um, even in urban pockets, right? So I think this does affect how young people view things in terms of the worldview, right? So issues of race, uh, religion, ethnicity and state remain uh, a strong factor in influencing uh, political decision-making and political identification, right? This is somewhat similar to the older generation. However, there is a difference um, in terms of younger generation, where number one is there is less party loyalty, right? Um, but political party participation and membership is much less than the older generation. So, which means that many young voters tend to be swing voters. It means that they will switch based on issues that matter to them, narratives that resonate with them. That's the first part. Number two is that economics are a huge issue uh, for young voters, right? Because this is the biggest, and it's not just simple bread-and-butter issues where if you give welfare, they're happy. No, it's real structural issues about how do you live a dignified life. Which And these questions are much harder to answer by any government, right? But these are the core issues and core promises that will impact them, issues of economics. So if there is a sufficient um, narrative and push, uh, one thing that surveys and also GE14 has shown, shown to us is that young voters, even though there is affiliation to race, religion, and also state, uh, identity, they are willing to break these identity, identifications uh, to try to vote for different candidates if, let's say, the cause is big enough. So which means that, again, going back to the point earlier, young voters do uh, or are willing to make that switch, are willing to try out new parties, new candidates. I think that's another part. Um, but in terms of how we view politicians, and I think this relates back to the next question, are young people even interested? I believe this is the wrong question to ask. Uh, really. And I think this is where a lot of political com- commentators and analysts are getting wrong. According to data, according to survey, young people are not apathetic, right? Because apathy means they don't care. They're not interested. They're not following the news. But that's not true, right? Uh, various surveys have shown up to 80 to 90 percent of young people are interested uh, in voting in the next general election. They, are, they, they do follow some level of news, especially on social media where it's uh, readily accessible, right? And the challenge is many young voters are undecided which is a very different problem from party, right? They are undecided in terms of which politician that they can trust, which politician can are credible, which party will deliver uh, in terms of the economic development that they need, right? These are the questions that really plague young people. And, and I'm not sure that has been answered, right? So it's really a, an issue of undecidedness amongst the political menu that is uh, that's being portrayed at the moment
0: looking through the data, the history of, of what you and your team has done as well. Uh, speaking of which, um, you're young, you you are 29 if I'm not mistaken, uh, right. but you and your team have shown no fear to fight for this country as we've seen from past events. So do you think this coming general election will see the impact of all these past efforts? Uh, we, we certainly hope so, right? Uh, but I do want
1: to emphasize that I think for us, we never go into uh, activism. We never go into the work that we do with this entire deal that we want to be the face of a generation or we want to be able to immediately influence everyone, right? I think for us is that we do think that we believe is the right thing. We fight the right fights uh, because we believe that it, these are battles that need to be done and, uh, and there are voices that need to be platformed, right? So I think that's, that's for us, right? So we try to go in with that principle, uh, instead of trying to be populist, right? Because we are we are politicians. We are just Malaysians who care about the country, right? Um, so I think that's one element. But however, I do believe that uh, in terms of the work that we've done, the number of programs we've uh, we've uh, we've created and developed, uh, that it has had um, quite an impact, right? Many of the program alumni and also the uh, the people who have joined the programs, right, uh, do end up in political office. They, uh, many of them are in NGOs, they start up their own organizations, they are active in political parties, they are influencing this cause. So I think that's something that makes us very proud and very happy. But also the momentum, right? The idea that, that, uh, that only 18 uh, or young people have a voice, uh, our votes matter, and we are currently the majority of voters. 51% of voters are between 18 to 40 years old. Right? I think this gives a lot of strength and confidence for many young people who have been following the UND Team journey, have been following the lawan movement in the past, right? um, That they believe, you know what, we have the opportunity and the ability to impact change, even on a national level. Our voices matter and we can't be silenced. I think that kind of confidence is invaluable. So we hope that we've had that sort of impact uh, onto people by just pursuing uh, this mission and, uh, and trying to do what we feel is the best for the country.
0: So far, we've not heard much from politicians on their stand on issues and policies. So what would your advice be to first-time voters who aren't really sure how to make an educated choice in the next election?
1: Right. I think we will be hearing more and more about um, the manifestos and the stances by political parties in the coming weeks, right? As coalitions firm up, as candidates firm up, as parties have a clearer stance uh, and clearer uh, strategy going forward into the elections, right? So I'm sure we'll be seeing that soon. But my advice to first-time voters uh, is this: right, just go into this with an open mind. Listen to all sites. You know, read up their manifesto. Try to um, listen to as much news as possible so that you are able to evaluate them uh, based on what they're, what they're bringing to the table. Right? I think that's the, that's the first part. But number two is that to also realise that in in Malaysia, it's not only candidates that matter. It's also what the party platforms. And coalition platforms also bring because in our Westminster system, I think this is the, the the mechanism that we have to operate in this party structure, right? So I think it's also very important to listen to parties and to judge based party affiliation also, not just based on the quality of candidates that they put up, right? So I think these are the core elements that I would suggest that young voters think about. But to summarize, number one, go in with an open mind, be willing to listen, be willing to do some research. And be curious, right? Number two is that identify what are values that are important for you as an individual, as a voter, um, and try to see which party or which candidate aligns most with your core beliefs and your values. Uh, and of course, with the idea of forward a better Malaysia for all of us. And lastly, is make sure you go out to vote. Uh, automatic voter registration has already been implemented, so which means that you don't have to go to a post office and get registered. You don't have to do anything Just go and check where you are supposed to vote and just turn up. That's the most important.
0: I just have one more question, uh, opinionated question for you. What do you have to say to those who don't want to vote?
1: For those who don't want to vote, in a democracy, the principle is very easy. If you are not willing to make a choice, then someone else will make that choice for you. And it may not be a choice that you like. So when you forfeit, your right to choose, you are essentially empowering other people to have an outsized voice against your own interest. So if you feel that is something that you can accept, if you feel that you are willing to surrender your power and your voice, then it's your right. You know, In a democracy, there's also your right not to vote. However, I strongly suggest that you take up your right, voice out, choose the right candidate, but also I want to emphasize that Democracy doesn't begin and end at the ballot box, right? It is continuous. So don't feel this, haunted, this happened in any way that the election goes, right? Go and vote, choose the right candidate, but make sure you continue to pressure and engage continuously throughout the five years, not just beginning and ending at the ballot box.
0: Sarma Pillai, the co-founder and advocacy director of Undi18. Thank you for listening. That is all.